Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. I have several topics to cover this morning, so let's get right to them. Now, if we have uh, time later on in the hour, I, I want to talk about a curious bit of news regarding the Northwoods Summer Collegiate Baseball League. Now, Northwoods is a prestigious summer league for promising uh, college baseball players uh, out in the upper Midwestern part of the country. Uh, Over the years, they have sent hundreds of players to pro contracts and many uh, along to the the big leagues. The people who run the league, well, they think they've come up with with an unusual way to help finance their operations and to attract more fans into their ballparks this summer. In short, they have openly embraced gambling on the games. They've even hired an outside firm to help work them do this. (laughs) I'll explain in more detail later on in the show. But first up, let's talk about anti-Semitism in high school football. I'm talking about the bizarre and disturbing situation at Duxbury High School in suburban Boston, Massachusetts, where it was revealed and confirmed this past week that the football team was using abhorrent terms and phrases to name some of their audibles at the line of scrimmage. Now, in fact, I actually have two high school football stories to talk about with you this morning. Uh, This one first from Duxbury and another related story about a high school football coach from 15 years ago who also didn't seem to know or understand the impact of using negative and hated terms. But first, let's talk about Duxbury. The head coach at Duxbury, a special ed teacher named Dave Mameron, has enjoyed tremendous success at at high school, Duxbury High School. He's won five state titles over the last 15 years. So they've had great success. Uh, Duxbury is a mostly white and very affluent suburb, as I mentioned, outside of Boston. Turns out that in a recent game this spring, an opposing player complained when he heard the Duxbury team use an audible at the line of scrimmage. And the word was Auschwitz, that being the name of one of the worst Nazi concentration camps in World War II and, of course, the Holocaust. Apparently, there were other Jewish-related audibles called in the game as well. 
words like rabbi and dreidel. And as the investigation ensued, it turned out that all of this was true, and that these words were all being used with the blessing of the head coach of Duxbury, and I assume along with the rest of the coaching staff and the players themselves. So once the school's investigation showed these allegations were right on the mark, Coach Mamoron was fired practically immediately from his head coaching job. Now, when this all went down, Mamoron apologized for, quote, the, uh, for the, quote, insensitive, crass, and inappropriate language used in the game. Using the term uh, uh, Auschwitz was careless, unnecessary, and most importantly, hurtful on its face, inexcusable. And again, I'm quoting here Coach Mamoron. He went on to say, as a special education teacher and a coach with a multiracial family, I have a lengthy record of helping students and athletes of all races, religions, and capabilities to become the best they can be. I view the football field in particular to be the largest classroom uh, in the school and have developed an inclusive program that welcomes and makes part of the team any student who wishes to participate. End quote. So, in short, even though Coach Mamoron proclaims to be sensitive to the feelings of all of his students and athletes, well, at the very least, he showed absolutely no sensitivity to the words he allowed his football players to use. Or at the other extreme, <laughs> apparently he just doesn't seem to know much about the history of the Holocaust in World War II. Now, we talk all the time on the show about coaches who show a lack of judgment. Now, you would have thought that perhaps one of Coach Memoron's assistant coaches, perhaps even one of his players, would have said something to the head coach about the use of these terms. It was only, actually, as I mentioned, only when an opposing player spoke up and said something to his coach. Look, I fully understand that we are all human, and as humans, we routinely make mistakes in judgment. But this was a little different because it was, let's be honest, it was a premeditated, conscious decision by the head coach for his players to use the term Auschwitz. Now, I assume, of course, he didn't mean to offend anybody, but he did. I mentioned a few uh, minutes ago that there was another case somewhat similar to this. A few years ago, and we talked about this in the show a few years back, in 2006, there was also a very successful and well-respected high school football coach in Maine. He had apparently heard the expression, work shall set you free and apparently thought that message was a great motivational slogan for his team. So he decided to tape the expression uh, on the kids' lockers in the locker room at the high school as a way to motivate his players to literally to try to make them work harder. And as the story goes, the head coach, Dave Ansara, who was then 39, was mortified when a teaching colleague said to him the next day that, you know, you might want to check the origin of that phrase. Coach Insera did and was absolutely stunned. He was horrified. He immediately took down all the signs, profusely apologized to the team, the school, the parents, pretty much anybody he could find to say, I can't believe I did this. So, you know, obviously he was, just as I said, totally embarrassed to death. It made you wonder, of course, whether the coach had paid any kind of attention in his own high school history class when he was a kid uh, and how the phrase, work shall set you free, was in fact posted over the front gate at Auschwitz. Bottom line, Coach Sarah wasn't fired, but he was suspended for coaching for one game. So, 
Let me ask you for your thoughts. What do you make of these two situations? I mean, was the immediate firing the best way to handle this in Duxbury? Or what about the one-game suspension of the coach up in Maine? one 337 6666 I'm curious to get your thoughts and reactions on this. Or how about making these two, this kind of events into a teachable moment where the head coaches would have to learn about Nazism and concentration camps and anti-Semitic behavior? And then hey, maybe have them write a term paper on the, that precise subject for the entire school to read. Now, I will say this, of course, both coaches did own up to being held accountable for their error in judgment. But as a coach, as an educator, just as you tell your players to think first before they ever do or say anything, it's too bad these coaches didn't listen to their own advice. I mean, I do think there's an important lesson uh, to be learned here. That, and even though by all accounts these coaches were uh, very successful, I mean, I, I just, you have to think ahead about the comments and how these, the words they use and decisions they make have a serious impact on their student athletes. Again, one 337 6666 Let's talk about this a bit because, as I said, uh, particularly this being the week of Passover, just kind of curious as to what's going on. Let's start with, let's start with Rob Freed out in Lake Success. Good morning, Rob. You're first up on the fan this morning. Ray, good morning. First of all, you, t- you hit the real nerve here with me, but last week's show, I just want to touch on that. Hearing Boomer, hearing uh, Noah talk has to be continued because it kind of wet our whistle, I think, the listeners, and, and Boomer has so much to add on his personal experiences as a as a uh, the, one of the best athletes that ever came out of Long Island. And being an East Islip athlete, raising athletic kids, and, and being a parent of an athlete. <laughs> we, Boomer, if you're listening to that day, you've got to come on for an hour. Uh, to continue that. Um, okay, I am a four-time Maccabee athlete. Now, what is the Maccabee Games? Uh, it's the Jewish Olympics. I represented our country four times. I went to Israel in 85 in the half marathon. Uh, I also was there as a master's athlete uh, twice. I went to Berlin. They have the European Maccabee Games. And I actually went in 2015 to Berlin in the grounds where the 1936 Marty, Marty Glickman never got that chance to run, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Sam Stoller. This sickens me. This, and racism is racism. It, it, it's, but because I happen to be of the Jewish faith, it really, really upsets me. Now, I've been to, I went to a concentration camp in Germany, and I actually saw what went on in the grounds there. Uh, very solemn. The bottom line is this. Racism is racism, whether it has to be anti-Semitism, whether it has to be with all different types of peoples on this earth. But I think it's education. Every human being who has an opportunity to, you know, go to read about this, read about what happened in the Holocaust, read about Nazi Germany. I know it's a long time ago, and a lot I've lost people from the Holocaust in my personal family. Every Jewish person. Uh, for the most part, because six million Jews, and it's not, I don't want to make it about Jews, but we're talking about anti-Semitism here. This is something that is on the rise. It, it, it's probably never going to go away. And like I said, over Passover, we're all, one, we're all one group of human beings in this world. We're people, and we have to learn to get along. And it really upsets me. Someone who has uh, been to the Jewish Olympics and saw you know, the, a concentration camp, and Auschwitz, 
Read about it. Read about it. See the films. They're out there. Well, that's and, what I'm saying, Rob. I, you know, it's one thing that, um, okay, so the, the, there was an immediate reaction in Duxbury, which is, a, by all accounts, a terrific uh, academic high school with great sports programs. But the immediate reaction was, okay, we can't have this. We're going to fire the coach. The, the coach up in Maine, uh, as I mentioned, he was just uh, raced around and apologized profusely because he didn't realize what the expression work will set you free, what that meant. But the question is, what about just having an educational component to this punishment to saying, okay, coaches, let's talk about this. You, your job now is to go and educate yourself and then educate your players as to why this was wrong and, and at least nothing else to reinforce uh, what the Holocaust was all about and Nazism and so on and so forth. I mean, if we make this into a teachable moment. You know, and, and I know, I, and this is great that you bring this up, and I, I know there's going to be a lot of calls I want to talk about this, but I'll leave you with this, okay? Yep. Just what you said. If you go to Yad Vashem, well, Yad Vashem is, is the Holocaust Museum in Israel, but they have it in Washington, D.C. It's free, and most of the people are not Jewish that go to Washington, D.C., and I was there a couple times. When you go into that museum, and then you, you see what, what it looks like and what's, what actually happened. And the, the, the non-Jewish people that come out, they're gasping. They, they can't believe what they're looking at. Education, Rick, and it's on YouTube. There's hundreds and hundreds of books. There's documentaries everywhere. There's no need in sports for this. No need for any racism anymore. And that's my, well, that's my, you can hear my passion. <laughs> Rick, enjoy the rest of the thank, weekend and great, great topic. Th- thanks, Rob. Thank you uh, for, for your thoughts. And obviously this, you know, Rob speaks with great passion as, as all of us are concerned about this. I mean, it, it's, the Holocaust is not to be forgotten, uh, regardless if you're Jewish or not Jewish. Uh, it's just part of, it's a horrible part of history. Uh, and and it, it's for kids today who, of course, are far removed from World War II, it's important that, that, that they understand uh, this was a, a, a terrible chapter in humankind uh, and, and it, it should not be forgotten or downplayed or minimized uh, to make it into a football audible. I mean, it's just it's wrong. But again, that being said, okay, the, the punishments have been meted out by, by the administration at the schools, but what about teaching what this is all about, uh, and I think that's that. I think is unfortunately sort of lost in all this. It's as simple as that, uh, you know. I, and I, I, I just, I just am concerned that in our day and age of, of uh, you know, yeah, you can make a case. Well, maybe we're just being oversensitive. In fact, maybe people out there uh, this morning say, "Come on, Rick, you're just being uh, too politically correct here." I mean, Auschwitz is just a word. Yes, it has. A, uh, it's a word of a terrible, terrible concentration camp uh, in World War II. But isn't aren't we overreacting here? I mean, that's possible. You might think that as well. So I want to get all sides of the of the across the aisle here. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'll go right back to your phone call. Stay with me. Right now we're talking about this uh, extraordinary case out of Duxbury, Massachusetts, where the high school football coach instructed his team to use terms like Auschwitz, dreidel, and rabbi as audibles during the course of a recent football game. And we're also recalling a coach from, from Maine who basically tried to motivate his players with the phrase, work will set you free. 
Now, both coaches were extremely remorseful after the fact. In fact, the Duxbury coach was fired. The other coach was suspended. Uh, but we're talking about, you know, why, why can this happen? And I guarantee you uh, that there were kids on both those teams who probably didn't or aren't aware of what happened in the Holocaust or weren't aware of why using Auschwitz uh, or, or work will set you free. What, why was that? Why were those terms considered to be offensive uh, to a lot of people? Uh, and that's why I mentioned maybe there should be more of an educational component besides just the, uh, the immediate knee-jerk reaction to fire these coaches you know, or to suspend them. Why not actually have the coaches teach their players as to what they said was wrong and should not be used again? Uh, again, I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm mystified. We know, as I said before, we all know that, that people are human and, and humans make mistakes all the time. But this was a conscious decision uh, well in advance by these coaches to do this uh, and not really thinking through the implications. And we talk all the time about as a coach in particular, as an educator, you got to think ahead of, of the words you use and of, of, the, of the, uh, the, the impact of your actions. It's as simple as that. one 337 6666 Let's continue our conversation with uh, Lou from Lindbrook. Good morning, Lou. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. I'd just like to say uh, I have two points. One yeah. is that the, your words are very powerful. Using the wrong words with kids, you can cause a lot of hatred. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And, yeah, and... I, I can't say how much, how important it is for coaches, for all teachers, educators, to use their words. Watch your words the way you use them. You use them the wrong way, you really can cause a lot of hatred. Uh, my second point is that using it as a, teach, a teaching point, I bring up the fact and keep it very simple and tell the kids, you know, innocent people died during the Holocaust and were kept in jail because of their religion. How would you like to be put right now in jail because of your religion. How would you? What would you feel like? And uh, uh, also, this coach Mamaron, I think he's a moron using these type of words. I just think this is really bad. I'm, I'm disappointed in the game officials for not doing anything about this. Uh, technically, these games were going on while the game officials did nothing about it, and they knew they heard those words. They should have stepped up instead of remaining silent. Silence is deadly. Well, that's a good point. Uh, you, you, you said silence uh, is sort of a, is deadly because it makes you sort of somewhat complicit that you're going along with what's happening, the words being used. And, yeah, the officials, and, again, I don't have all the details. Maybe the officials, the referees, are the ones who did point it out. Or maybe the, the kid on the opposing team went to the ref and said, they're using the word Auschwitz as an audible in the game? What's, what is that all about? Who knows? But clearly uh, the people in Duxbury uh, reacted very, very quickly uh, and, and decided that, no, we're not going to go through the usual procedure of a long investigation. It'll take weeks and months. They said, no, this has obviously happened. Uh, there's a lot of witnesses to it. We're just going to fire the coach. And that's what they did. So it, it's, it's unfortunate. But again, and I know people make mistakes, but again, you got to think about the impact of the words, Lou, and I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, it's so disturbing that during this time, I mean, so many years after the World War II, that this could still continue. Yeah, that simple this, as that. Nobody ever learns. It, history always repeats itself. People yeah. don't use the right words with kids. And this <laughs> is what, 
where you, you, you run into a lot of trouble. Well, and, you we'll, know, as, as, the, uh, as the great uh, philosopher, historian Santayana once observed, those who, who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. And that, that, it, yes. that's, that stays with me. So, hey, Lou, thank you for the call. As always, good to talk to you. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to uh, Jack uh, Smith and over in Fairlawn. Jack, I'm curious to get your thoughts about this as well. How are you, how are you doing, Rick? Good, and, Jack. Um, I, I just want to tell you, Lou and, and, and Dr. Rob were fantastic. I mean, you know, what, what Lou said about the coach, I, I agree with him 100%. One of the things that I think about immediately is that every word we say is a teaching moment, no matter what, no matter how you put it. Everything is a teaching moment, and for and and I've already gotten texts about maybe they overdid it by firing this coach. Not at all. That coach should have been fired before the game was over because one, he wasn't thinking. What else is he not going to think about? Is he going to put a kid in that just got a concussion because he needs a, a touchdown or a, or or a play from this kid? You know, if you're not thinking, if you're not reacting the way you need to react, you know, we teach our kids not to think in the box, react, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, the reactions are very important, all right? And the way we train our bodies to react is what we call, and you know very well, muscle memory. Well, you know, the brain is the same. You know, you, you teach your brain what to do. And, you know, when I was in school, and I've, you've heard this a million times, and I've said it many times on your show, I had little cards that I gave our kids that were impulsive, that had Tourette's even, and, it, and they were diagnosed with impulsivity. And I put on the card, think before you speak and think before you act. Yep. And on the other side of the card, it says, what do I think about? Think about the consequences to what you're going to say or do. Yep. Now, this coach, complete ignorance, all right? I mean, and it's not like, like Dr. Rob said, and he hit it right on the head. It's not just about Jewish. And I'm Jewish. I'm a converted Jew. And I married a Jewish woman. My two sons are Jewish. And I converted. And the point is, is that I reacted not as a Jew. I reacted as a human being. Okay? This is something that you just don't do. And you know what? The consequences were not tough enough for this guy. Because if he's an educator, he's a mentor, he's a, he's a role model, okay? And what did he just teach his kids? What did he teach those 22 kids on the field? So, you know what, Rick? Great topic, great timing, well, and it, it, it's, just, it's, it's just amazing to me that these people, five state championships, and he does something like this? Yeah, it's, it's, gotta it's, 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 you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Jack, thank you. Thank you for uh, your thoughts and, and obviously your sentiments. And yeah, as, as uh, you and I have talked many times, if you're an educator, you got to think ahead. You got to think of the impact of the of your words and your actions because you are influencing on kids and the way they perceive the world and how the world is to be uh, be viewed. It's just unfortunate. Jack, thanks again. I'll talk to you again soon. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to uh, let's go to Steve in Forest Hills. Hey, Steve, you're next up on the fan. Hi. Good morning, Rick. I'm more affected than most people. My father was in Auschwitz for 16 months. Mm -hmm. Both of my late parents lost their entire family. I really don't blame the children, but the coaches, I'm glad were fired on the spot. And as for the team, I think they should have to go on a, on a bus ride either to Washington, D.C. or New York City 
to the Holocaust Museum and see what really happened. Well, Steve, I, I mean, I think that'd be a, a tremendous educational opportunity for, for the students. And again, like yourself, I don't blame the kids. The kids are just following orders of their beloved coach who's very successful. But I do think what should happen here is the coach and his staff uh, should go to the, uh, the museum and, 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 and be educated because clearly they weren't aware of the impact of, of, of the Holocaust and what this means to, to people, not whether Jewish or not Jewish. The fact is it was a, it was a terrible, terrible moment in, in the history of, of the globe. And, uh, yeah, I, it, it's, it's just unfortunate. And I just, firing is one thing, but the educational component is, is even more important. Well, so. Also, it, it, should be, it should be taught to every a curriculum for every uh, high school. It should be part of the uh, history curriculum. Well, you would think it would be. I mean, I... I... It's not. It's not. We had health care workers when my dad was dying. They had no idea what the numbers on, on his arm meant. Jeez, that, that, that is distressing, Steve. I, 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 that's just... It's very sad. It's as simple as that because, again, uh, if, if there's no... If the next generation of, of, of people uh, aren't aware of the history of the Holocaust and Nazism and World War II, if that's lost and, and it just sort of fades away... Uh, then, then, then that's just, uh, you just, you sort of like set the stage for this to come up and happen again. It's as simple as that. That's terrible. That's terrible. Steve, thank you for the call. Thank you. Be uh, well and be safe. Thank you, you too. for taking my call. You bet. Thanks, Steve. Uh, let's, let's, uh, go to, um, let's go to Jerry oh, in Brooklyn. Hey, Jerry, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. I find it absolutely mind boggling. And yes, there is a teaching lesson to be learned, um, uh, from coach slash teacher to his students, I would just be honest and say, in today's world, how long does it take to look up on the internet a slogan, a phrase? How long would it take to do a minute of research before you react? And my answer, and I would also tell them the reason I didn't do it was because I was lazy. Yeah. I was lazy. Yeah. And that could have cost me my job. And in regards to... Um, the 1936 Olympics. I would recommend all all students, especially those that love sports and history, to read that. I read it from a British uh, point of view, and and Marty Glickman and a second Jewish runner, uh, who I forget his name right now, did not run. What Hitler had to say about Jesse Owens, uh, Louis Zamperini, the uh, yes. I read the book The Unbroken. Of course, he was in the 36. Yeah, he was in the 36 Olympics. He had some things to say as well. I think um, I think people should uh, really think before they react, and I just find it mind-boggling that they couldn't take a, a minute to do some research before they reacted. Thanks, Rick. You bet. Uh, thanks, Jerry. And, uh, and uh, you make good points. The, the, the fact is that uh, 36 Olympics, um, and again, I, I'm not a teacher, uh, and I'm certainly uh, just somebody who, who who is obviously interested in what, what transpired with these football coaches, but, uh, you know, Jerry mentioned the, the, the big best-selling book, True Story of Lou Zamperini, uh, Unbroken, what he went through uh, as a runner, 
uh, back in the 30s, and then obviously went through World War II and, and his survival. It's an extraordinary story. Uh, Jesse Owens, 36 Olympics, uh, and how basically uh, you know, Hitler was there to, to show the world how great his German athletes were, his Nazi athletes were, and of course Jesse Owens was extraordinarily successful. Uh, great stuff, great stuff, and, and human drama. I mean, and yet... You know, I'm not sure, again, how much this is taught these days, uh, you know, with kids. Uh, and, again, I, I, it's just hard to believe uh, that we've, we've unfortunately have educators, teachers who don't know this themselves. Like the coach in Maine, yes, he was, as I said, he was embarrassed to death and mortified, but only when, only when one of his colleagues said to him, you know, you might want to check out that phrase, work will set you free. That's not exactly something that you might want to get, be, you don't want to embrace or get behind. And then once the, the coach went and educated himself on what, what that phrase meant and where it was posted over the gates at Auschwitz, then he said, oh, my God, what have I done here? So, I mean, he, he was so fortunate that his colleague, who did know something about World War II and, and the Holocaust, clued him in. But again, again, we're not, I'm not, it's, just, it's just hard to believe in this day and age we're at this point. Let's, uh, let's continue with our calls. Let's go to Stefan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Stefan. You're on the fan. Hey, how's it going, Rick? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. So I just want to just say, uh, you know, this is a great topic, you know, and it's really despicable what this coach did, you know, and, uh, you know, in, the, in one of the cases that you mentioned, if he really did, didn't know what this phrase says, as he said, like, that's something that should have been researched. It's something that, you know, it's just wrong altogether, all you know? The other one using those plays, I mean, that is just, it's enraging, you know, but... What I, what I do want to say, Rick, though, in terms of this, you know, I know a lot of callers are saying, you know, education, peace, you know, this is stuff. I, I think it's more than that, right? It's important to understand the education and how that plays a role, but mm -hmm. this is also an opportunity to look at systems. You know, I know that this is um, a prep school and it's kind of focused on that, but when you even go to the next level in terms of the colleges and the pros, how many minority coaches have those opportunities to be there, right? How much of these opportunities do we give and look at these systems that inherently have, you know, based in inequality, you know, racism, uh, uh, you know, disdain for others. And that's, that goes into, and I just last piece, and that goes into the history of America. America is this beautiful, beautiful land, land of opportunity. But when you really start looking at things like this, you start wondering, like, how could this happen if we really were this meritocracy? These are the type of things well, that, you, yeah. that, you know, that wouldn't be there, right? And you wouldn't have this kind of look at it. And I, and I just want one last piece, Rick, yeah. and, and I'm going to hear It's just like, you know, I don't want to say that this is fake outreach, outrage, because it's real. It's wrong what these guys did. But I, and it is a teaching moment. But we also can't just look at it and just say, oh, education, that's it. It has to be like, how can we really do it so we never have this, you know, happen again? Well, Stefan, let me, I hear you, and I, I agree with you. And thank you uh, for your call this morning, because I, 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 if they're go the coaches at this high school use that term, and to your point, Stefan, does this mean that if, if they don't know what they did or aren't aware of, of what those terms mean, then is the next step to start using terms that might be considered uh, derogatory, uh, a pejorative to other uh, people, other religions, other other minorities? I mean, whether it's uh, black people, Hispanic people, who knows what? And I mean, what happens then? So 
again, it all starts with our kids in school because that's where they learn. That's where they learn from professional educators about the history uh, of the world and of our country and what we stand for. And again, when the kids go out to play for their high school football team, and in this case, it's a very successful program, if their head coach, who obviously they respect and want to garner their garner the coach's uh, attention, if the coach is using terms that are not right, the kids learn that. The kids learn that and figure, well, I must be fine. So, I, again, uh, it's it, it's a concern. And we know that people make mistakes, but somebody's got to be in charge and maybe say, look, you've got to think this through. And it would have been great if one of the assistant coaches had said to the head coach, you know, I'm not sure you ought to use the word Auschwitz when you have a, a football play called the line of scrimmage. That that might be considered offensive to a lot of people. Um, I, I just, I just, a lot of th- a lot of things had to fall apart here. Nobody wanted to step up. Nobody wanted to take a, a chance to say, let's think this through. Why don't we come up with a different term? Let's come up with some other ideas besides Auschwitz or or rabbi or dreidel, uh, because that's that's that seems wrong. And, and, you know, then you go to the whole reason why it is wrong. And what about the, the Auschwitz and, and the Holocaust? Simple as that. Now, let me, let me take a time out. When I return, we'll continue our conversation about this and I have some other, other, other topics as well. Stay with me. And welcome back to the Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Don't forget, at 9 o'clock this morning, Ed Coleman, Sweeney Murdy will be around. And, of course, with opening day on Thursday, obviously uh, the Yankees and Mets uh, getting ready uh, for what should be, hopefully, a very exciting and big year for both teams. Uh, a couple of quick updates before I get back to the calls. Uh, first of all, just, uh, just a reminder about high school football and COVID. For the most part, high school football is back all over in our area, and that's good news. But from what I hear, there are still a number of high school football programs, especially in Long Island, that are not playing and are in quarantine due to COVID infections. In short, not every high school football player in New York State is currently playing football. As I said, there are concerns about COVID. Mind you, that that virus, it's still out there. And I have another update regarding high-risk sports, including football. Involving the Catholic High School uh, High School Athletic Association here in New York City, Kevin Piggott, uh, the president of the Boys CHAA of the Archdiocese of New York, uh, Kevin tells me that the Catholic high schools are finally being given the green light to move ahead. Specifically, the New York City Department of Health has cleared high-risk sports to resume uh, in the Catholic League on April 15th. Uh, For New York City Catholic high schools that play football, they're going to play a four-game varsity schedule that will be uh, starting on the weekend of April 17th. As of right now, uh, there will be an end-of-season tournament for those schools as well. Now, this is a little curious. According to the New York City Department of Health guidelines, basketball, volleyball, competitive cheer, and ice hockey are required to be played outdoors in order to resume competition. Now, I have to tell you, it's going to be a tad difficult to play ice hockey outdoors in mid-April around here. I wonder if the Department of Health recognizes that reality. Uh, that's going to have to be addressed. Uh, obviously, playing outdoors uh, in mid-April, it's gonna, the ice is going to be a 
Tad Soupy. Uh, of note, by the way, is that the uh, the Catholic High School Athletic Association, they didn't receive any direct notice from the New York City Department of Health nor from the mayor's office. In fact, uh, from what I hear, the decision to move ahead, well, that was just posted on the New York City Department of Health website without any real alert from any city agency of this change. I, I find that a bit, you know, a little frustrating, a bit odd. Here again, it sure would be nice to have some sort of commissioner or commission uh, of youth and amateur sports to have announced this so people are aware of it, not to have it sort of buried uh, surreptitiously on a website. Uh, okay, uh, I, I want to get back to the calls regarding the situation with this the terms of uh, up in Duxbury High School football coach allowing the terms Auschwitz and Dreidel and Rabbi to be used as, in the football games. And, and I'm curious to get your thoughts and reactions about this. Um, Simple as that. Let's continue on. Let's go to Anthony up in Yorktown Heights. Good morning, Anthony. You're next up on the fan. Morning, Rick. You said, you know, Santiana uh, history repeats itself. Well, it sure does rhyme because this rang a bell, and I just did a quick research. There was a, a case at a local high school five years ago. I don't know if you mentioned it. I just looked up the Greenwich Post from October of 2016. The headline is Greenwich football players called out for Hitler play. Mm. And the lead is a Trumbull mom couldn't believe what she heard when her son's freshman football team played Greenwich Thursday. Players charged onto the field shouting Hitler. The war cry was in reference to a play they were about to execute. The signal for the play is an index finger laid across the upper lip. And the mom had lost relatives in the Holocaust. And she asked the coach, and the quote says, the coach looked me in the eye and confirmed that they do indeed use a play called Hitler. Mm. I repeated it back to him twice to verify that we were being utterly accurate. And they've been using it for years up to this point. They also have a play called Stalin. And the Anti-Defamation League got involved, and, and the first selectmen got involved, and there were apologies issued. So that was five years ago locally. So now, it, now you know, Anthony, tell me, this was, this was Greenwich High School that was running these plays? Correct, the freshman team. The freshman and team, I'm, okay. I just looked it up on the Internet. It's the Connecticut Post, October fifteenth, two 2016 edition. And, and all was, you, do you I, recall, I'm, I'm not obviously familiar with this incident. Did you know, did you, can you tell from the, the, the news accounts what happened to the freshman coach? Was there, uh, were there repercussions on this? Yeah, Rick, this article is contemporaneous. It's right afterwards. There's an, uh, an apology issued by the first selectman and the headmaster of Greenwich High School. It doesn't say what the, uh, the ultimate result with the, but the coach was. I'd have to go and look and yeah. see if he, the coach was terminated. But it's a freshman football team, Greenwich High School. Hitler and Stalin, they'd been using it for for years. Jeez. Oh, and I mean, you, know, you got to think about these kids are running on the field, and the call sign is a Hitler mustache. They're putting a finger above their lip. I mean, you got you to gotta wonder. <laughs> uh, and, and again, uh, the kids... You're not going to blame the kids. Kids are just being told what to do by their coach, by their educator. But again, uh, to me, the, the immediate reaction is, well, A, what happens in terms of discipline to the coach? And if somebody sit down with the coach and say, what are you doing and why would you do this? And B, um, then does a coach have to not only uh, issue an apology, but also is part of his retraining as an educator to go through some sort of uh, course uh, or, or to write a, as I said, it sounds silly perhaps for a teacher to write a term paper, but you know what? That's well, what kids have to do because it means they have to spend some time on the internet and reading books and getting a sense of what they did was wrong. Well, we look at you know sports as the classroom of choice. I mean, the football field is the biggest classroom in the school, and 
it's just an un, unconscionable failure. It really is. So, but <laughs> yeah. it happened locally five years ago. So. Yeah, and I, I, I tell you too, Anthony. I unfortunately, the fact is that it probably happens uh, a lot more than we even know about because yeah. these happened. To, this was you said was reported by I guess a mom that heard this. Is that how it came? Yeah, out? The, the mom. The mom heard it. And she was. You know, it says the mom had lost. Relatives, my grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins perished at the hands of Hitler, Debbie yeah. Levin said on Friday. My father and mother suffered unspeakable atrocities during the Holocaust, so yes, I'm outraged. Jeez. Anthony, thank you for bringing this to my attention. I was not aware of it, but again, it's right in the same, it's right in the same uh, situation, and and uh, clearly, it's 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 just wrong. Simple as that. Thanks, Anthony. Uh, wow, that's an amazing story. And again, as I fear, these things happen more than we uh, know about because not everything is reported. And quite frankly, and this is a case where it was the mom who said, "What is going on here with my?" Uh, the freshman football team. Let's continue on. Let's go to a Connecticut. Ron is standing by. Hi, Ron. You're next up on the fan. Oh, thanks for uh, your call this morning. Listen, I have a quick thing to say that people are missing. The founders of America set up three things, religious freedom, right of association, and equal access to the opportunity to fail. That's why we have bankruptcy laws. Now, what are you going to do when you have a coach who is trying to tell his kids how to beat the other team. That's why P. Rose is in the Hall of Fame. So that's the problem that nobody is addressing, and not one of your callers, I think, don't even know this. Uh, so the question the question is going to be, how are you going to tell the coaches to tell their kids not to beat the other team? Thanks for the conversation. Bye. Uh, uh, Ron, I, I'm not really quite sure. You touched on a lot of different issues there with Pete Rose and whatever, but – uh, you know, uh, or bankruptcy. I'm not sure how this all ties in. However, uh, obviously he's concerned about this as well. Let's go over to Hewlett. Uh, Jackie, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call and for taking on this subject. Um, I found it a little more curious, uh, not the word Auschwitz, but dreidel and rabbi. Yep. I think that's especially insidious. I don't really see if, if you had any background on whether this coach had offered some type of explanation or apology. To couple these words together, I think it's a little more offensive. I don't really buy ignorance as an explanation. You know, Jackie, I I don't have more information. Uh, This is, I almost get the sense in looking at the the media reports online that it's almost like Duxbury in particular, they were so upset about this and realized this is, terrible for the school's reputation which apparently is is they're held in high esteem they just wanted to uh, move on and and uh, i I get that uh there was not more beyond the fact that the coach was dismissed um the coach made us a very from i gather a very sincere apology but there was no more than that coming up beyond that and and um you know i I just don't know more as to you know is the school now going to go back and uh, talk to their their history teachers and say, let's make sure we teach the Holocaust and World War II and and Hitler and Nazis. Let's make sure that's really well versed, not only with the kids uh, in high school, but also any any people who are on the faculty, so they know. They could how- also they could also if they're an affluent school. I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't take the whole school to God Vashem in D.C. or or offer some. I mean, to dreidel and rabbi. I'm clearly not offensive words, but why would they pick those words to go along with Auschwitz if they weren't trying to offend? It looks more intentional 
and and more anti-Semitic. It's not. I mean, Hitler. I, I get that, and Stalin. You know, football being football, but you could almost get that as generals and football being a war, but not dreidel and rabbi. It's almost like they're trying to undermine the entire things that are happy and good. Yeah, I, I, I don't, again, you're asking me to sort of speculate as to why the decisions were made to use all these words. I have no idea. And as you said, it, sort of, it does sort of suggest or smack of like, okay, we're going to pick on, on the Jewish people and on, on the, the words they use. It doesn't make any sense. And it's just, uh, it's offensive. I mean, it's like, it's curious. It's beyond, actually, it's beyond curious. It's offensive. It's simple as that. Right. I think it, if it makes sense, if the intention was to offend, and to to be diminutive and and were there any Jewish kids? I mean, I don't know the demographic I, of the school. Any Jewish kids on the team or in the school itself? That's that's a question that has come up, and uh, I I don't have an answer to that. Uh, I mean, it's a public high school. You would assume that there are some Jewish people in that community, um, and and maybe I mean, what would they be thinking? Maybe they're the ones that said, "What are you kidding me?" But again, it's strange that so no little more. No one's publicizing this either. Nobody followed up and and asked the school. I guess, uh, I guess not. Well, I think the defense is the uh, Duxbury said, no, we're going to basically fire the coach, and that's he's the guy who made the the uh, the, the, the decision to move ahead, and that's it. But you again, think that's the way to go. Just punishing, uh, you know, punishment I, doesn't seem appropriate either. I'm, I agree with everyone else that education is the way to go. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I would think. I mean, I just, it's just so. I, again, I, I understand that perhaps the school board there wants to move out, move on. But to your point, whether you're Jewish or not Jewish, why would you do this? Why would you take those right, words? Exactly. There's so many millions of words you could use. Why would you pick those? And, and uh, why and wouldn't the together. school say putting them together is? Yeah, right. I mean, why wouldn't the school say, okay, not only are we going to fire the coach, but here's what we're going to do, uh, coach. If you want to get your last paycheck, you're going to organ, you're going to write a term paper, or right. you're going to organize a exactly. trip, you know, to the kids that go down to see uh, the the Holocaust Museum, whatever it might be. So there is some sort of silver lining in all this, because clearly, I, I just, and maybe they're doing that. I have no idea. I have, right. I don't know because I don't live in, in Duxbury, Massachusetts, but right. it seems really kind of weird. Jack, Jackie, thank you sure, thank for your you. thoughts. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, it, it's just. It's just so weird. It's as simple as that. I, I, I um, let me, it's just, uh, why in the world, why would a football coach, and I understand he wants to come up with audibles that are going to be distinctive and, and memorable and so on and so forth. We all know after watching uh, Peyton Manning for so many years with his famous Omaha call, uh, Omaha is, you know, Omaha is Omaha. It's a city in, in Nebraska. But the fact is, why would you think a coach would do something like this? Uh, you could come up with any other variety of words, terms, expressions to use that would not be considered offensive. Uh, and again, uh, I, I understand uh, that he's been remorseful. He's lost his job because of this, and he was, a, by all accounts, a, a terrific coach with a, a winning five state championships in 15 years. But again, why? Why would you do this? And as I said, over and over and over again, if you're an educator, if you're a coach in particular, where your words have tremendous impact on, on your players, your student athletes, and your actions, you got to think ahead just because of the fact that uh, they are going to have a real uh, impact on these kids and the way they, they view themselves and the way they go about their, their lives. It's as simple as that. Okay, that's going to do it 
for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Connor Green. Please stick around for Sweeney Murdy and Ed Coleman. They're up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.